Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. AAA Home Insurance isn't just about roofs and windows. It's about the people inside. Honey, that tiny leak. Not so tiny. Which is why you get a full replacement guarantee on everything we cover. Mom, I dented the car. And discounts when you bundle your home and auto insurance. Mom, can we go to Hawaii? Plus, when you pair your coverage with a AAA membership, you get discounts on travel, hotels, and more. Oh, thanks, AAA. Join today at AAA.com. Get great insurance and more to outsmart life at home. AAA, outsmart life. Hey everyone, this is Colin Kelly. You are listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel brought to you by Draft. On the Highlight Reel each week, we feature some of the top articles on rotoviz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings. For those of you who don't already know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. I mentioned uh, today again, looking at some of the work on rotoviz.com, and today's one that I'm very interested in. It's going to be a little bit of a different take on uh, every show I say that. It's a little bit of a different take on what we get different people on to talk about their their work, and today I'm joined by Jeff Budoff. And Jeff is a, a doctor by trade, and he uh, looks into the injuries for us here at Rotoviz, and obviously the best articles up on the, the website from him looking at some of the injuries that has happened this season but he also does a, a great email chain where he can uh, we're able to ask him some questions behind the scenes for rotoviz as to, to what the injuries might mean for players and that has been hugely beneficial i know to all the rotoviz.com writers this year so i'm interested to get some of his thoughts on uh, how his process works for injuries and so on so uh jeff uh, thanks for jumping aboard the show oh thanks for having me colin and obviously, uh, I guess uh, I, I've started off the last couple of shows by asking people, uh, we're, we're starting to get towards the fantasy playoffs. How did your week 12 go? Have you some uh, fantasy rosters that are uh, playoff bound? Uh, I'm in four leagues. I'm in first place in two of them. One, you know, I have the Denver receivers in that change <laughs> over to 
uh, Paxton Lynch killed me. So I'm now in second place and the other one. And in the other league, I, I only do auctions where I spend 65 out of 200 on David Johnson. So I'm basically playing with a $135 team against $200 teams. I'm in sixth place and hanging out for my playoff life. But I, I just think that was just too big a hit too early in the year. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned so you know three out of four, seventy five percent heading to the playoffs is obviously a, a good percentage at this stage of the season. So I guess uh, you can always hang your hat on that. So obviously I mentioned we're talking about injuries in the NFL. It is the NFL, so injuries happen every single game, every single week. It's a, a very violent sport. So I just uh, wanted to let you have the the floor for a minute to maybe explain your background a little bit and uh, for the listeners, uh, you know how. Outside of uh, fantasy football, uh, your background and, and of course, working that into uh, sports injuries and fantasy football then after that. Sure. Well, uh, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, board certified, and I'm fellowship trained in both sports medicine and hands and upper extremity surgery, which is my real main clinical focus. You know, I graduated from Harvard College, went to medical school at uh, Cornell, did uh, my orthopedic training university california irvine did a sports fellowship at arlington hospital which is with georgetown university hand surgery at cal pacific and san fran i was i'm really an academician as a background i taught at baylor college of medicine taught orthopedic surgery uh for nine years there then i taught and did research at the university of texas for a couple of years after i left them for private practice i'm currently editing my eighth textbook I've done 47 research papers, like 24 book chapters. Um, so I've been around the block a lot with uh, orthopedic upper extremity surgery. Uh, as far as fantasy football, my real gambling background in fantasy football is gambling. It's, it's poker. I was very into poker for a while, uh, and I was functioning basically as a semi-pro, I mean, for a while at that level way back before I had kids. And once you have kids, uh, it's, it's kind of rough <laughs> to keep it up. And I sort of had to drop it. And then my friends got me into fantasy football and I've never looked back and it's just been excellent. Yeah. So obviously, uh, your background is, uh, you know, we're not just saying, yeah, he's a doctor. He knows a little bit about, uh, injuries. There's a, a huge depth of knowledge there. And obviously we're glad to, to be able to, to work our way into that uh, on Rotoviz, uh, behind the scenes. And of course, then on for the subscribers on rotoviz.com. So you mentioned, uh, the, pro, the background, but when you're going into it, then the uh, actual process. I know we see a player get injured on the on the field on a Sunday. We think, oh well, maybe that's four weeks, maybe that's six weeks. We're purely speculating. We're looking at Twitter and so on to find out. I know you'll use some of the same tools. You're trying to get as much information because you're not actually there with the player. You're not actually seeing the X-rays and so on. But when you get that information, you gather it in. What's your process then to, to break it down and what you expect to happen? Because I know something behind the scenes, I mentioned that email chain that we have, and one of the ones I was very interested in this offseason was with Andrew Luck, because a lot of the information that was coming out with Luck was he was going to be ready for the preseason, he was going to be then he was going to be ready for week one after he'd missed all the preseason, then it was going to be, he was going to be back during the season. It kept going on and on, and I remember back to the start of that email chain and you were saying, well, wait a minute, this here information coming out from the Colts doesn't really match up with what your uh, you know experience with that sort of injury was suggesting. You had suggested it was more of a kind of a, a more than a 12-month recovery process and that. So when you look at those injuries, how do you uh, break down that and use the kind of the data that you can put together to, to make it into a, a more um, kind of a better evaluation of how long the injury will take? Well, you know, as you alluded, this is more detective work than doctor work. I mean, when somebody comes and sees me as a patient, 
I talk to them and hopefully I get honest answers. I can examine them. I can order imaging studies and, you know, see the results. Uh, here, they're, they're very vague with the, you know, they give you the body part if you're lucky. And then they either don't provide the relevant information or they flat out just provide misinformation or lie about it. And I don't know why they think that's such an advantage, but they, they, they do it. Um, and it makes it very difficult sometimes to know the diagnosis and the severity. And sometimes it comes out or things slip from the players, and that's really helpful. So in Andrew Luck's case, you know, all we know is in 2015, he had some shoulder problems. He had some other internal organ injuries and missed most of the year. Went through 2016, not great. And then he had a label repair this January after throwing on the shoulder for the better part of two seasons. And we were told it was a label repair probably for instability. Now, that's usually the front of the shoulder for a quarterback or a pitcher or any throwing athlete. And that's a six- to nine-month recovery in a throwing athlete. But, you know, things go kind of sideways, and he's not doing so great. And more and more information comes out. You know, they're told that injured reserve is absolutely not an option. will be back at the start of the year. And, and you were there. You remember and it's just the snowball starts rolling downhill, and they just you provide more and more misinformation. Finally, it comes back. It's a repair in the back of the shoulder, which is a posterior labral repair. And they said, oh, that's why it took so long. But honestly, not for quarterback. If you're playing on the offensive or defensive line, yeah, it'll take longer. But for a throwing athlete, you should get back sooner. So then shut down. He gets a steroid injection because of, quote, unquote, soreness. Uh, again, injured reserve is really not an option. He's still on track to return. As you know, he doesn't come back. And basically, we're told that because he threw on it for two years, now he's got a compensatory injury. So basically, the story is a shake. It smelled from day one, and it just kept on getting worse and worse. Basically, what he really needs, I know he went for PRP, platelet-rich plasma injection, I think, in Europe. And you can ask... Uh, the quarterback for the Dolphins, uh, Ryan Tannehill, how that worked out with his ACL as he misses the whole season with it. Um, basically, he needs to have an examination done around anesthesia and arthroscopy. <laughs> he either has a rotator cuff issue, which is not realized at the time of the initial surgery. He has a chondral lesion from throwing for two years with an unstable shoulder like Sam Bradford does for his knee, uh, which they should know about because they already scoped him. Or... You know, when you repair the back of the shoulder, it's very thin tissue-like capsule or tissue. It's very thin tissue, basically. So when you repair it, you can't stretch it out. And so you need to really immobilize them for a while. And it's tough to really dial that in. So it might be too tight and they can't stretch it out. Or because throwers get problems with the front of the shoulder, you might have had a previous front of the shoulder instability or anterior instability which was not symptomatic, but has become symptomatic. So he's got one of those things, but that's what he needs. And the guy may never be 100% again. So basically, that's how you kind of put it together. Just like you, um, you know, I don't get to see him or examine him and to look at, look at his imaging studies. I just sort of read what comes out. But when it doesn't make sense, it's just like this bad feeling that there's something they're not telling us, and it's not going to turn out that well. 
yeah, it can be quite hard to, de- to decipher that coach speak, you know, to try and figure out what it means, what all's going on, and really uh, get a, a, maybe we'll call it a behind-the-scenes look at it, but uh, that's why we get some uh, great information by you up on rotaviz.com, and I just want to remind the listeners that up on rotaviz.com, you can get yourself a subscription, and you can get it for 30% off using the NFL podcast homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription will give you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. So be sure to get 30% off now for your NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Obviously, we've touched on different injuries. And obviously, when you look at players, we've, you know, you've mentioned Olsen. And there's players that, you know, they come back from injury. They seem to come back a little bit too quick. But again, uh, there's probably many reasons for this. But do you tend to think that uh, NFL players tend to, to rush back from these injuries a, a lot quicker than they should? You know, these NFL athletes, they are... I'm not sure what the driving force is. Well, we know they don't want to lose their job and there's a lot of money involved and they want to play football, but they all think they're invulnerable and can just come back from these injuries. And let's take Greg Olson right now. You know, he had a Jones fracture. You know, he's not the first guy to have a Jones fracture. We remember Des Bryant, how he came back after six weeks and how he did not do so well. In the following season, he did not do so well. And, you know, all these other guys, you know, normally about 20% need a second surgery. In the NFL, it's a lot higher than 20%. It's, it's almost expected. Julio Jones. Sammy Watkins. Uh, we've seen, like, you know, you mentioned Julio, Sammy Watkins, uh, Julian Edelman, you know, Des Bryant. They've pretty much all had that first surgery and then have to come back and have that second surgery when they have the Jones fracture. So, Well, because if you had it, Colin, then you would have this crew put in and you'd basically be shut down for four or five months just to be sure, right? So all these guys come back on it so early. And these are not, I mean, these are big guys. I mean, these are, you know, well over 200 pounds and they're They're very fast and they violently cut and the forces they place on their foot are a lot more than you and I place on our foot, you know, just walking or jogging or doing whatever we do. So it doesn't handle it well. I mean, everybody's running out to the waiver wire to, you know, pick up Greg Olson. He might make me look foolish by being a superstar next week, but I'm skeptical, you know, and uh, he's having pain. And the information I have is that, yeah, there's not a structural issue, but I didn't read that he had a CAT scan recently to just to double check. doesn't mean he didn't have one, but usually things like that, I think it reported. Um, so they don't really know that much from x-rays, but it's still hurting. And you remember Des Bryant just a couple of years ago. I mean, they don't come back at a hundred percent and really he'd do much better if he just shut it down, but he won't because they, they never do. And so he's not going to be at a hundred percent, uh, for this season. I mean, I don't think so. And he'll probably get another, he'll probably wind up with another surgery. Yeah. Lots of these guys, uh, injury prone and, it's uh, never fun having those guys on your roster, but a perfect place to have them on your roster is on draft. And I want to tell all the listeners that don't worry about those injury tags if you get to uh, week 13 here as we approach it. And uh, you have a player that maybe has an injury tag, but you can be confident that he's going to be uh, involved at least this week. And uh, don't worry about the injuries, what happens in week 
14 just get it done now you can do it on draft all you have to do is search in the app store for the draft app or else you can play on playdraft.com whichever you prefer and for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit all you have to do is use our code rv radio on that first deposit as i mentioned it's a lot of fun up there and you don't have to worry as i mentioned about the injuries best ball format do your draft each and every week and uh, then when you do that draft it's just uh, set it and forget it if one of those players is probable and or rather there is no probable tags now but if one of those players is questionable and then doesn't make it you don't have to worry about it they will slot a player and in your its place and that uh, you just get your best score try it all the players on your roster so check that out it's playdraft.com again that code once more is rv radio a lot of fun up there and uh, we're looking at players who you know have had that injury prone tag maybe over the last couple of years you're looking at players like jordan reed uh you know he's had uh, the concussion issues and a lot of other kind of niggling issues whether it be uh, soft tissue and so on and then of course uh, a lot of people were labeling Keenan Allen with that tag and I'm a big Keenan Allen fan and uh, I did, I've argued about that for a couple of years that I didn't think he was injury prone I thought he was very unlucky with a couple of different fluky kind of injuries he had obviously the lacerated uh, I think it was a was it a spleen or a, a kidney and obviously a lot of different other injuries but he stayed pretty healthy this year but uh, with injury prone how do you define that tag and uh, of course then with injury prone as well do you look at maybe uh, soft tissue injuries as something that uh, is more classed in that category how do you uh, break that down and then of course uh, is that something that you uh, spend uh, any of your draft capital on or you kind of injury averse maybe we'll call it and of course uh, somebody like Jordan Reed would be at the, the top of that category well, and, and, you know, we can define injury-prone differently, and it makes means different things to different people. I definitely think some players are injury-prone based on, you know, if you have a hamstring tear, a bad one, um, and it heals, it's going to heal by scar. It's not going to be normal tendon or normal loss. It'll always be a weak link, and so you are prone to injury on that. Some have technical issues. They run high. I'm not a film guy. I'm told DeMarco Murray runs high, so the linebackers can really get square hits on his body. Um, that's what I'm told. But that would, you know, make sense that why some get more injured than others. Some play more injury-prone positions. Tight ends and running backs just get injured more. Um, so it definitely happens. Um, when I draft, now this is really a philosophical issue of risk tolerance, right? And uh, so for Jordan Reed, I wish I could give credit to the guy on Twitter who compared Jordan Reed to Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown thinks, I'm going to kick this thing out of the park now. And he always pulls it back and he always falls on his face. Anyway, a lot of times it's kind of like that. I tend to be risk averse in the early rounds but i'll take risk in the later rounds for upside if that makes sense i think that's pretty standard um i think that i avoided jordan reed in all of my mfls and all my leagues i just don't want to pay a what was your fourth round pick for somebody with that injury profile especially had so many concussions that he's at risk of that too and his hamstrings um other players, you know, Keenan Allen, he's had a lot of bad luck, but this is, this is uh, one of the few seasons he may make it through. Fullen, he's had a great couple of weeks. I'm playing against him this week, so I sort of hope he calms it down. But, you know, those who took the injury discount on him reaped the rewards. And that, that comes down to really a fantasy 
football slash gambling philosophy on risk tolerance and uh, how much of an injury discount you need in order to draft them. Yeah, so players like uh, Jordan Reed, another player that you know has uh, you know a lot of Rotoviz listeners will have him in their teams because they've been uh, following all the the advice on Rotoviz, and that's Stefan Diggs. And obviously, over his career, he's had quite a number of issues uh, staying healthy and being on the field. When he's been on the field, he's been highly productive. But uh, is something like that there something that again uh, puts him a little bit more down your draft board? I stayed away from. <laughs> This offseason, I have very, I mean, if he really fell in an MFL, I would take him. But otherwise, I really, you know, same thing. He's at a high-risk position, and uh, he's just had a lot of injuries. He's been a slow healer, and I just don't want to risk it. You know, for someone like Stefan Diggs, I mean, my issue with him is he's not a big guy. And they've got him on the outside now instead of in the slot, so he gets hit less, but you know, some can perform when they're injured and just some can't. I mean, and basically, just, just to give the stats on him, which uh, I have, uh, when he's on the injury report, well, I'm, what, let me say, when he's not on the injury report, he averages 8.1 receptions for 91.1 yards. Now, when he's on the injury report, even when he plays, it's significant, I mean, less than 50% production, 3.8 receptions, for 34.8 yards. So, and he's had a lot of injuries. So he always starts hot and then tapers off. He's a guy, I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't draft him, but I wouldn't have a problem drafting him if I could trade in that league. I'd wait for a few good weeks and then I'd probably trade him. I think it's probably the way to play stuff in big. Obviously, then I mentioned a touch on earlier the injury report and the, the probable, and that's a change that's been made this year. There's no more probable tags. So, uh, a lot of those guys then are questionable during the week. But I find this year the, the tags have been a lot easier to decipher. Um, you know, I thought that it would be something that maybe Bill Belichick would really love and he would have everyone uh, questionable heading into the, the weekend on a Friday. But I think overall it's been a, a good change and a, a good transition. Have you thought that it's been easier to decipher? Have you found it a little bit uh, tougher to uh, check who's going to be in and who's going to be out uh, on a weekly basis this season? I think it's kind of tougher. I mean, when they had probable... You know that if they had a probable tag, they were pro- probably going to play. I mean, like, almost everyone played. You know, now everybody's questionable. And you, you look at... Yeah, I think the the way I've been looking at it is, you know, combining it with the injury report, I've been looking into those on a weekly basis. And if you see them on a, you know, a Friday and, a, you know, it says, you know, they practice Thursday, Friday, you know, you're fully expecting them then uh, to be playing this weekend. But maybe I've been working back from... You know the the old probability tag, working it back from questionable check, and then if they're questionable, checking the injury reports, and then making my decision that way. But maybe uh, others aren't doing that way. Yeah, you know, as you said, the uh, practice reports are crucial now. You really need to pay a lot closer attention than you used to. And the Friday practice is especially important. You know, you find out most of your information, a lot of it on Wednesday when they first have to file it, uh, and you want to see increase like from you know do not practice on wednesday can for veterans just be a day of rest and then you want to see limited thursday and full friday um if they're real limited or they don't practice on friday it's it's looking doubtful and what you don't want to see is them going backwards you know like richard matthews the other week he got injured in the middle of the week which is bad and then he went from limited to do not practice and that's always a bad sign and i could have used him last week but he wasn't there 
Yeah, so I guess I hadn't really been looking at it that way. I've been, you know, when I'm doing my research, something that I tend to use on a weekly basis is the injury report. And, uh, you know, looking off that, if somebody's questionable, maybe I'm working back with it, even kind of thinking of it and looking to see how they practice. You don't want to see it going from that, uh, D, you know, you don't want to see LP going to DNP or you don't want to see the, the FP, which is full practice, heading down to limited as the week goes on. You want to see it stepping up each way through the week. But I hadn't thought of it. So it's, you know, it, it helps me with my process as well, doing the show, finding out what other people mightn't be doing. So I can share that and maybe give that piece of advice to other people while I talk uh, about the NFL fantasy football and of course uh, injury reports as we've been touching on here so I guess uh, next up is obviously I mentioned the articles uh, throughout the season up on roadaviz.com hopefully there won't be too many more injuries before the end of the season but anything that you're uh, looking into in season or uh, this off season regarding uh, injury work up on roadaviz.com uh, well it'll depend uh, if I get requests from the listserv or if something interests me or if uh, you know there's an important player that gets injured you know, and uh, I'm always happy if you guys ever have a request, you know, just email me on the listserv and I'll get it up. Yeah, and I always say to people be wondering how to get stuff up on rotaviz.com. You know, I'm listening to the highlight read. I'm listening, you know, maybe to the mailbag or the Dynasty Tradecast. How can I get something, you know, added into the show? Uh, how can we get this question involved and it's the same with articles on the site and one of the most simple ways uh, i like to tell people is they can just email us at rotavizradio at gmail.com and as one of the producers here on rv radio i get uh, access to all those emails and they pop up and then i can forward it to the relevant uh, party whether it's to the mailbag and jeremy over there who does a great job with the mailbag or whether it's yourself looking at an injury report article uh, that there's just the best way to do it to rotavizradio at gmail.com and uh, we can forward it on then to the, the relevant uh, kind of section so yeah, and obviously when the articles are going up, this is one you don't say, uh, send us uh, your favorite player you want us to talk about on this one. You don't want your favorite player being talked about, isn't that right? That is correct, yeah. That's not a good thing. So, of course, uh, as we get towards uh, finishing up here at the end of the show, uh, is there any apps up on the, the website there? Obviously, you can't use the apps, and uh, you can't use them really for injury purposes, but uh, any apps up on Rotoviz that you'd like to use for your, your personal research throughout the week? Well, after uh, talking to me uh, to prepare for this podcast, you probably figured out I'm pretty technologically challenged. Um, so I'm not the greatest app guy. Uh, I do use the Best Ball app for MFL 10s. And so I use a streaming D app if I don't have somebody like a keeper uh, yet. I usually start streaming a lot of times and then usually luck into one like Baltimore or Detroit or Jacksonville. And, you know, but uh, those are basically the apps I use. I'm not, I'm not the biggest app guy in the world. So I thought that's going to start us to get uh, wrapped up here on today's highlight reel. Uh, obviously, thank you very much once again for joining in it's been a fun experience throughout the season bringing lots of different perspectives uh, from rotaviz.com and of course uh, i am doing this show this is the tuesday edition there'll be a thursday edition coming out later in the week and dave cabin will be back to have that one for you my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over tomorrow and my guest today is rotaviz.com contributor and that is jeff budoff you can follow him on twitter at jeff budoff that is b-u-d-o-f-f And uh, of course, until I'm back for the next edition, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Highlight Reel. Please rate and review the Road of His Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at roadofhisradio at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Road of His at a 30% discount through the Road of His Radio homepage, roadofhis.com forward slash podcast.
say Metro by T-Mobile, got the best deal in wireless, and it's all for you, all for me. Just switch quickly, because Metro has two lines for 80 and two Samsung Galaxy J7 Star phones for free, plus Amazon Prime included. That's the way wireless should be, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.